The Gestalt Gardener podcast is brought to you by Varicosity Vein Center, providing health assessment screenings and compassionate care to improve your vascular functionality and quality of life. Our doctors and vein specialists offer solutions to painful varicose veins, spider veins, and other venous diseases to our patients. Now offering complimentary vein screenings in Jackson, Madison, and Ridgeland. Information and appointment scheduling at varicosityveincenter.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. outside. Welcome back, folks. I'm horticulturist Phil DeRushing, and me and Java Chapman are going to be talking with you about gardening. It's toll-free, mpb ring We're going to start out right, th- right out this morning with Bill in, I think, Greenwood. Is that right? No, Neshoba County. Neshoba County. What's going on, Bill? How are you? I'm pretty good. And you? So far, so good. It's a little chilly over here in England, but uh, I'd rather be here Sort of. I think I'd rather be where my tomatoes and blueberries are ripening. Uh, well, we got a ton of blueberries. You can come by anytime. I love it, man. What's going on with you? What can I help you with? Okay. Uh, I got some gourds that came up as volunteers. Uh-huh. And uh, they you know, flowered and, and made gourds, uh, and it, those gar- gourds look as big as they're going to get. And normally when I harvest them, I wait for the little part that's connected to the vine to die off but right that's weeks and weeks in the future uh can i go ahead and harvest them now and put them someplace to dry out or should i wait well it's a little unusual you know it's, it's kind of early for gourds i guess to, to really be producing if they're hard if you can can mash it with your thumbnail and it just barely dents instead of cutting then uh, you might want to try cutting a few. But cut them with a piece of stem and put them out of the sun, but outdoors and let them dry for a few days and make sure they don't rot. But it is a little bit early for gourds. But um, like I say, if they're hard, they, you know, the, the, the outside feels pretty firm, I'd give it a try. Uh, you going to plant okay. some other stuff in their place or what? Uh, yes, I am. Well, the, the plants are still going, so I'm going to let the plants go. But the, that same bed where they came up, uh, got about half of it i'm gonna put some peppers in yeah but, and uh it, in uh you know we still have plenty of time to plant peppers have you already got the plants or, or what uh no i uh haven't been able to get out uh recently so i'm oh, planning yeah. on yeah, yeah. next week going to buy some plants well i go ahead yeah leave some of the gourds that are ready if you can you know cut, cut as many as you need to but again, if uh-huh. you can if you can just barely dent that that outer shell with your thumbnail, I think they'll probably go ahead and cure. Okay, I got another question for you. Okay, I got an I got an asparagus bed, uh, doing great. Uh, except it looks like four or five of the plants have just died, and I've you know I've looked online, I've looked at the local stores. Everybody wants to sell me twenty five plants. Is there yeah. somebody, some way that you know of getting, or should I just take the 25 and plant the other one someplace else? Well, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions. How long have they been out there? How long? How old has your asparagus been? Four, four years. Yeah, they should be pretty well established. Um, 
You know, it, it's really it's really hard to say. You know, you can divide them. They're they're in the same family as monkey grass if you wanted to. But um, the the main thing is when you order plants, make sure you order good varieties. Go online and see which varieties are recommended for the South, and you want male plants, not. You know, if they're grown from seed, they could be male or female, but the ones that are male only that are grown from divisions from, uh, mm-hmm. are, are going to be a lot more productive. Uh, and another thing is almost all the instructions for planting asparagus don't really apply to the south because they'll rot here if you plant them too deep. They, they do best planted a little bit deep in a raised bed so they're not below ground level or else they just stay way, way too wet and rot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the, the sure. best asparagus I've seen in, in, in our part of the country are in a raised bed. They're still, you know, three or four inches below the top of the soil, but they're in raised beds, right. so they just don't stay extra wet. So uh, that okay. might be part of the problem. Uh, I, I don't know about varieties off the top of my head, but it used to be we recommended varieties that had the word Jersey, as in New Jersey, in the name. Right. But just, right. just do a little research. Make sure you're getting uh, southern varieties that are, that are male. And you got any idea how I might be able to get five rather than twenty-five? No, not unless you just go online, you know, and see, you know, who who's, who sells, you know, mature crowns. Other than that, I just don't know. Okay. Well, thank you okay, for man. your help. Okay. Good luck. And hey, let me let me know how those gourds do. It's kind of unusual to have gourds this early, but but let me let yeah. me know how they do. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. All right, Java. How are you this morning, man? You doing all right? Yeah, man. I'm doing good. I'm uh, um, feeling good about you being overseas. I know you've been. <laughs> I know you've been waiting. You know, like this is a this is a real thing for you, man. Well, it's sort of real. I haven't been able to go outside. You know, I have to be quarantined for ten days, and this is just day two. You know, or day day three, I guess, but it counts as day two, and I've had to send off a, a test and all that. So I'm looking out a little window. I got a little tiny garden in the back with some uh, some of my my succulents that are still here after a year and a half. But anyway, it's chilly out there. It gets down into the upper 40s and lower 50s at night here right now. And I'm thinking it's nice. Well, when is the next when is the next rain? Because you know our rain is happening on 15 minute clips around here. <laughs> It, it, it rains fairly often here. It's kind of – I'm up north. I'm in Lancashire up in the moors, and it's kind of misty and foggy, and uh, it snows a lot here in the wintertime. But, um, you know, it just never gets really that hot and dry. If it gets up to 85, they freak out. And I'm thinking – partly because we don't have air conditioning over here. But anyway, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm dividing some uh, perennials. I've already planted some peas. I've tied up some – made me some pea vines because we can grow English peas all, all winter. But – uh, mostly this morning, man, I got my Mississippi and Alabama, Louisiana. I got my southern gardening hat on for the next few minutes. So uh, you, uh, because I'm doing this by Skype, you just need to, to shoot me a text whenever we got somebody on the line or just break in and tell me. Oh, yeah, we were. We waiting on uh, the calls to come on in. Phone lines are open uh, this morning, so make sure you come on and get your Southern Garden questions on by uh, in- International Felder this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, be- before I left uh, the other day, I went out and I-, I picked as many blueberries as I could, and-, and I actually smuggled some of my hot peppers over here. So, I'm, you know, we have a lot of Mexican food in Mississippi. They have a lot of uh, of. Uh, Southern India, uh, uh, India, uh, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, a lot of what we call Indian food here. And I love making it myself, but I got some Mississippi-grown peppers with me. Well, you're ready, you ready for just about anything over there. You, re- you bet. Anything except getting out. I can't wait to get out and stretch my legs a little bit. But uh, 
like I say, when I left the other day, I, I, uh, I didn't have to water because we got a good rain, which is really good. But I pulled some weeds. I mulched everything really well. I clustered my potted plants where when it rains, they'll get rain. And uh, other than that, my garden is pretty much on its own. So if you want to swing by and, and uh, check out my blueberries and tomatoes, Java, you're the only one my neighbor has permission to let back there. Well, that's, that's all right because I'm still remembering how those blueberries tasted from last week. You know, I just I just planted these this year. I've had blueberries in the past, but my garden had gotten shady, so I, I, I dug up an area on the west side of my house to get a lot of sun. I made an extra wide hole. I mixed in some peat moss, and I put five different varieties in a big hole. I'm talking about five feet across hole, five different varieties. They've grown into one bush, and I've got big berries, little berries, early, mid, late season, but it's going to be really, really pretty and real productive even this first year. So I love blueberries as landscape plants, but it's nice having something to eat when you're tired of looking at it. <laughs> no, that's all right there. Felder, let's go ahead and take our, our, our first break for the hour, and then we'll come back and uh, see if we can get some phone calls this morning. Okay, so we got the lines wide open, folks. You want to give us a call? I ain't scared. We're going to be talking about gardening wherever you are. <laughs> wherever you are, we're going to be talking about gardening. Uh, we're not going to try to sell you anything here at MPB. We we uh, we have our, our underwriters and our sponsors, but no adverts, so we don't have to try to, to uh, please anybody. So if you've got some things you want to talk about that's related to gardening, give us a call. If I don't know it, somebody will help us both out. Sitting here with my laptop, I can look stuff up real quick, but Anyway, for the next uh, uh, 45 minutes or so, it's just about gardening. Give us a call, won't you? Toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. Me and Java Chapman got it all worked out. We'll be back with more of the Gestalt Gardener and a cheesy tune coming up in about 15 minutes right after this. Stick with us, won't you? Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing in Java. I was looking at you on Skype. You're looking good this morning, man. Well, I just came from a a little family vacation. Uh, To be honest, we went to the Gulf Coast and saw the brand new Mississippi Aquarium. Um, And then we actually um, went over to uh, uh, Crystal's grandparents' hometown and uh, visit the Alexandria, Louisiana Zoo. Which was uh, which was <laughs> which was an experience. So, I got you know the, I got the vacation glow going on. <laughs> you know, it's what's kind of really weird. But Alexandria uh, has got you know their downtown area has a French Quarter that's older than the one in New Orleans. They say. Yeah, Alexandria, uh, Central Louisiana. I mean, I guess I could speak on my ignorance. I didn't know a lot about Louisiana outside of, um, you know, uh, New Orleans and Shreveport and yeah. and Baton Rouge. But Alexandria, Central Louisiana, is a is a is a big deal. Sinla, as they call it. So, Sinla. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, by the way, while we're, I hear some calls coming, uh, I, I, I have to make it, uh, admit something. I was driving around the other day, and one of our callers last week, he had a vine in his in his plant he, in his garden. He said it it looked like uh, Virginia creeper, but I said it was. But he said it had thorns on it, and I'm thinking, well, maybe it's smilax because smilax comes up where it's got thorns. But 
you know, it occurred to me he was probably talking about wild blackberries. He said it had five leaflets and thorns. And anyway, I said, smile. So any of you who were smacking their heads said, tell her you're idiot, it's wild blackberries. It occurred to me after the program was over. So I don't know if he's still listening or not, but wild blackberries, smilex, um, um, Virginia creeper, they're all kind of hard to control without pulling and pulling and pulling or else spraying something. Um, anyway. That, 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 my bad. I don't mind learning stuff. I do not mind at all. Meanwhile, let's slide up to Memphis and see what Mike is up to. Good morning, Mike. How are you, sir? Hello, Mr. Felder. Uh, I'm kind of che- I'm cheating you here now. I'm Mike from Memphis, but I'm in Missoula, Montana right now. All righty. Uh, black and, black and what, what's, what's their school color? Is it black and – it's not black and gold, is it? I don't anyway. know. It's an, M on the, it's an M on the side of the mountain. There you go. What's uh, going? They got got this problem on their apple tree. All the apples are dropping off about grape size on their ground. Yeah. Yeah. And what causes that? that It's it's actually something I studied in fruit science classes back at Mississippi State. I see it every year. This is called, there's a phrase for it. It's called June drop. Because every every year, the apples that didn't get pollinated very well or, or because it's raining and not enough bees or maybe there's too many on the tree, they're, if they're not making seed, they'll get to a certain size, and the tree says, screw it, I'm out of here, and it throws them off. So what that what that usually means is not good pollination or it might have, you know, for, for some reason, the little apples aren't developing seeds, and the trees are throwing them off. And it's fairly common. It's even called June drop. Usually a few will be left okay. on the tree, though. That's a, I'm standing under the tree here looking at it, and there is some left, but the little small ones have all dropped, and I'm standing on them. And yes. uh, there's some on there that are... are, are, are a lot bigger, so it's gonna. Yeah. That's June drop. That's to what you yeah. tell them, right? Yeah. That, that's what they. That's what they teach in fruit science, and it's usually a pollination problem. Either too many fruit on it per cluster, or else they didn't get pollinated because it's raining or not not a bee. And again, they reach a certain size. If the seeds don't develop, the fruit aborts. That's all it is to it. Oh man, you're gonna make me look so smart. Well, I you, you got, but when you when you say when you say June drop, they're going to raise an eyebrow because it sounds stupid, but it's actually a it's, it's an actual real thing. <laughs> okay, man, I sure appreciate. Enjoy England. Okay, hey, what, I'm what enjoying Montana, so you enjoy England. Listen, you you throw your throw your shoulders up, cock an eyebrow, and say it's June drop. You don't you know that? <laughs> no, I'm going to say Felder said it. <laughs> you know, Bill ain't nobody in Montana. Although a retired professor from Mississippi State uh, works uh, works in Montana at, uh, at the university there. But anyway, have fun. It's nice and cool where both of us are. Yes, sir. Enjoy. Be safe. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Okay, now let's go down to Mobile and talk to Lewis. What's up, Lewis? What's going on? Hey, good morning. Man, y'all got hammered by rain last weekend, didn't you? Uh, it rains every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, it's what keeps it from being West Texas. What's going on? What can I help you with? Uh, we have a problem with a vine in our backyard. Uh, it's something that is used commercially uh, as a ground cover. I believe huh. it's uh, it may be something called an Asiatic jasmine. Oh, yeah. Um, and it has absolutely taken over our entire backyard. Yeah. 
What can uh, I do I, to control it or get rid of it? Well, you know, I, I have that same dichotomy. I love it as a ground cover. It grows under live oaks. It's just a terrific place where you want a ground cover. Uh, but but I my neighbor had some, and it crept under the fence, and it got in some of my flower and shrub beds. And if you don't control it, it will take over. It will climb up even shrubs and stuff. Uh, so the, the the bad news is it spreads pretty aggressively. The good news is it doesn't spread by runners under the ground, only by stems above the ground. So, you know, now, now that the ground is kind of moist, is it, what I'm about to say is easy to say but hard to do. You need to get out there with some gloves on and just simply pull it up as best you can by the roots, and it won't come back where you pull it up by the roots because it doesn't leave underground runners like Bermuda grass. So other than... And uh, physically pulling it up, it's not that hard, but it's just so much of it, and you got to watch out for wasp nests in the shrubs above your head. But the, and even weed killers don't work because even Roundup just beads up and rolls off those slick leaves. So hand pulling, it's a real chore, but you only have to do it one time. It doesn't keep coming back like some other vines. So anyway, I w- if there was an easier way to do it, I'd do it myself, but I put on gloves and I just have a little hissy fit and just pull it up as much as I can. <laughs> okay. So, and you Thanks. know, that, that's a, the, the good news is if you do it when the ground is wet, it's not as bad and it doesn't come back. That's the good news. All right. I appreciate it. Okay. Good luck on it. Boy, that was so easy to say. Just get out and pull it up. Not that big a deal. Uh, well, when this kind of heat and humidity, it is a big deal. But anyway, Asiatic jasmine, one of those plants that where it's good, it's good, but where it's bad, bad, it's very, very bad. Let's slide over to the west a little bit to Ocean Springs. Morning, Hugh. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Uh, thank What's you for going taking on? my call. Sure. I have a uh, salvia lucantha, yeah. Mexican sage. Yep. You know, and I was I was really surprised to see it, find it here. Uh, when I lived in California, they were everywhere and grew happily. Yeah. And, uh, I bought one. Uh, some of it lived. Some of it's still living, and it's in a spot where it's thriving. In fact, I need to divide it. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of on a hill. Is that something? Should I just try to replicate the thing it has, or can I put it in a pot? Uh, well, e- either way, if you put it in a pot, you're going to have to water it. If you put it on a hill or a raised bed, you don't have to water it because uh, this plant is native to, to, to South Texas, to the southwest, to Mexico. It, it, it naturalizes quite well where it's arid. Here we get so much rainfall that it simply yeah. rots. So unless you have it in a, a, a big container so you don't have to water it that often or else in a raised bed or planted on a mound. Mine is, is on a slope in my front yard, and it's been coming back for years and years and years, and I do nothing, no water at all. It'll survive with about half the rainfall we usually get here. So the main thing is yeah. avoid rotting its root with too much water That's and, and sunshine if you can. So I really ought to try to replicate the spot I was just because I was just figuring, oh, it must be working out okay in that little high spot because that, that was yeah. just dumb luck that I put it there. Yeah, plants like this, you know, plants that are native to arid parts, you know, you can also set them on top of the ground and pile dirt up to it like a little like a little mound, oh, uh, a, cup, a oh. cup, couple of three feet across. You know, two or three feet across, and you can plant stuff around the edge of it, but plant it on the high side or on a slope. Wait a second. There are no slopes in Ocean Springs. No, there's not. 
it's really flat unless there's a on the side of my lot, you know, that where it drops down to the road. Okay. Yeah, that's that, that's good. Idea. You know, you might even you know make a little little partial raised bed to enhance that, and you could plant all sorts of stuff there. Like you know, Lantana is the same way. Lantana doesn't like wet soils or flat dirt where it rains a lot. Yeah, I see a lot of that around here. Yeah. But uh, well, okay. Cool. It's a it's a great plant. It's dry. Yeah, that's dry. right. And what? <laughs> okay. Now, if 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 you're going to divide it, I wouldn't divide it this time of year because this is really tough. You know, let's wait till fall to divide it. Have two plants next year if you can. Just you go ahead and let it fill up whatever, because it's got a spot between a couple other things, and it's it's super happy. It's just pushing yeah. into them. Well, don't like, you know? Uh, this is the this is you a know, great you don't, spot, you know. Yeah, if you don't have to mess with it this time of year, it's a tough time to be messed with if you're a plant. But uh, and you can also try rooting some cuttings. It roots fairly easily. So well, maybe anyway, I'll do that. Okay. All high right. and dry, man. High and dry. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it, Hugh. See, Java, he thought he was going to fool me talking about a slope in Ocean Springs. I know there's no slopes in Ocean Springs. But meanwhile, let's slide over to Clinton. Good morning, Laura. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I am fine. Good. I'm glad I'm in a warm place. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it sounds I like, am sound like you don't have to. Area. I am you new to, to this area, and in it's, I'm interested in doing a little fall planting of vegetables in a, a raised bed area. Okay. So what would you suggest I plant, and when should I start planting? Well, first of all, where you where you where did you come from? North Carolina, but I was okay. not gardening there. Okay, it's not a whole lot different unless you're up in the mountains of North Carolina. You can plant summer stuff. We're talking about tomatoes and peppers and you know things like summertime. You can plant those and still get a harvest before winter if you plant in Clinton as late as the first week in August. So you have plenty of time to plant summer stuff. But if you're going to plant cool season stuff like lettuces and broccoli and cabbage and things like that, they don't like the hot weather. It's better to wait until late August, September or so to plant those things. So if you want to set out some summer stuff, anytime between now, over the next month or so, and in uh, and, and a couple of months you can start planting lettuces. And, 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 and a good raised bed, uh, Laura, is going to have a combination of stuff, sort of like a flower bed, instead of rows of things. So don't feel like you got to put things in little skinny rows in a raised bed. Plant stuff every which way in the whole raised bed and stick a few flowers in there with it. And not only will they look good, but they'll attract pollinators to the garden. And if something happens to your veg, you still got flowers to look at. So mix stuff up and have – it's called a, a, a mixed garden. It's called a potager, spelled potager, a potager garden. Just mix stuff up and have fun. Okay. So one other question. Okay. If I had – just one fruit tree to plant that would grow well in this area, what would you suggest, and when should I plant it? A fruit tree? Yes. You said, uh, well, it's hard to beat figs. You know, figs like it, you know, hot and dry like we've got. And, you know, you can make big fruit. If you, if you prune it when you put it out and then prune it every year so it makes a big fig bush instead of a small fig tree, they're awful pretty. Blueberries are just terrific landscape plants, and you can plant two or three varieties in one big hole, and they look good. they got pretty flowers. they got good fruit. Uh, and also they have brilliant fall colors. So blueberries and figs would be my first ones. 
If you wanted to go with something like a pear, there's a variety called Orient. It's not Oriental pear, but the variety called Orient that pollinates itself and is kind of resistant to the diseases we get here. But uh, you slide over, you know, I'm sure there's some garden centers in Clinton. You slide over to Hutto's, they got you going on fruit plants. Thank you so much. Okay. Hey, welcome to the, welcome to the real south. <laughs> You're <laughs> <See> right. You. <laughs> call, call anytime, Laura. Okay. People are waking up. You know, if you're out and about, you can get awfully hot right now. Not just hot. It's not hot yet. It's so humid, though, you can lick it thick enough. Uh, but anyway, we still got another 30 minutes to talk about gardening. I hope you join us if there's some things on your mind. doesn't matter where you are. doesn't matter where we are. Our minds and our hearts and our dirt is in the South. And we're going to be talking about that every Friday here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Me and Java, we call it the Gestalt Gardener. I got a little short, cheesy tune that might resonate with those of you who got Japanese beetles and aphids and leaf-footed bugs and all sorts of things and stinging things and wasps and stuff in the garden. A little bit of a cheesy tune, and we're going to come back with more of your calls live here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back after this. Hey, y'all, I just said that we're going to have this cheesy music, and I play this cheesy music every week because it sort of gives us a break. It adds some levity. It sometimes celebrates the season or whatever's going on, and I really enjoy And I get a lot of calls and, and emails from people who tune in for the cheesy music. Here's a problem. On the podcast, because of copyright laws and stuff like that, we can't rebroadcast the podcast with the cheesy music. So if you want to hear the real cheesy stuff, you got to tune in live on Fridays or Saturdays. Otherwise... We're going to do something that nobody owns any rights to, that, that they let us play to anybody who wants to listen to. Stuff like this right here. a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's spelled rushing. We're talking about gardening this morning. Hey, little insect, please don't sting me so we can have fun and fool around. Hey, let's slide over to Abita Springs, Louisiana. How are you, sir? Paul, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Fine, fine. What's going on? A little chilling. Well, I got a couple of things going on here in Abita. I got some lily. Well, Aunt Cindy gave me a... um, a night-blooming cirrus, which is incredible. I've yeah. never seen such a flower. Yeah. And it, it has, um, she gave me the pot. It's a small one. But it's got a lily in it that has expended its stuff. And it's got these little pups on it or whatever you call them. Are those plantable? Oh, when you say the little pups, you're talking about look like little little bee, black bees in the leaf joints? Yeah, it's not black bees. It's kind of green with a little... Uh, 
Because the stem is very long and it's coming out of the, you know, it's overgrown, actually. That's why yeah. it's uh, probably yeah, where, root bound. Where, yeah, where, where are the pups is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, as the uh, leaves stop, there's a stem that goes about four inches, and they're on all the sides of it, and they're green. And uh, huh. I, I don't know if they're seeds or, or, or what. I guess I have uh-huh. to take a picture and send it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be best. Take a picture and, and, and just send it to me. And uh, uh, send it to me through my blog. Go to felderrushing.blog and send it there. It's okay. got a little things to email okay. me. And, uh, or else uh, okay. rushingfelder at yahoo.com because I, I'm just uh, – there's so many things called lilies that I don't want to even guess. But, um, oh, it, all right. It, it, <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this. Is your night blooming series uh, – is it blooming yet? No, but my uh, my my aunt is. It's it's incredible. Yeah. So is, is, incredible. I've never the, seen anything like it. Is it the white one? Yes, they yeah. have different. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, you know, these are called epiphyllums. Epiphyllums. They're they're actually yeah. tree. They're tree cactus. They don't really like real dirt. So one of the keys to making yours bloom is keep it in a small pot so it stays root bound and let it get dry between soakings because it naturally grows in tropical trees, sort of like Spanish moss. And if you give it too much water and fertilizer, it just won't bloom. Well, I, I bought some, because uh, it's kind of like in dirt, and dried dirt right now. Yeah, so I put right, it in a, right. a different spot. And, and, and when I take it out, I have, it's like bark. It's a stuff for um, for Orchid. I was going to yeah, say yeah, the yeah. name. I don't know what type, but th- yeah. that, that'll work, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll it'll grow good roots in regular potting soil. You know, it's it's not you know it's not entire it, uh, good potting soil. Keep it having to water it as often. In other words, whatever it's in, just don't don't let it stay dry forever. Just don't keep it wet. Okay. Re- regular potting yeah. soil is fine as long as you just don't keep it wet. Can I just mix it all together and? Oh yeah, work that yeah, way. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no problem at all. It's not a pretty plant. If you want to thicken it up, just cut it back. And wherever you cut it, usually those, you know, the oh. leaves are long and sword shaped. Wherever you make a cut, they'll put out two or three branches right there. Oh, okay. That's what I'm going to do. I got another and question. The, I, I, okay. I got some uh, Louisiana irises. They're in like a, a four inch pot. And I just put that in a larger pot that has three inches of water because I looked at, you know, what nature does. And yeah. They're not dead and they bloomed well. Uh, can I? And I was just going to put um, gravel in that. Is that appropriate to keep it in water? Well, yeah, but you know they don't have to be in water. They grow. Per, matter of fact, one of my favorite uh-huh. Louisiana irises is named Professor Neil Odenwall after the uh, LSU oh, professor who just he just sure, passed away. Yeah, and uh, it, it, I mean he he dug it out of his yard himself. He's just growing in a regular flower bed. That's where I grow mine. And they actually are sturdier. Okay. So where they grow naturally is down in their, their emergence zone. But they don't really – they'll tolerate standing in water, but they do better a little bit up on the disc bank where they're, part, where they're moist. So put mm-hmm. put some of them in, in some real dirt and watch them jump. Oh, man, I I'm, I'm, can't wait for that. I got one more. I got, I got parsley, and I got these little caterpillars that look like monarch caterpillars and they're all over uh, man i was so proud of my parsley and now it's all gone so but that's they, they'll they'll be swallowtail uh, butterflies oh Swallows, okay yes swallowtails uh, they're they're black and green is maybe yellow stripes yeah. they're pretty yeah, are, actually yeah yeah they are those are swallowtail butterflies and they're really cool all right i'm yeah, gonna I'll tell you, wait I, I got one 
Well, I got to tell Go you ahead. a quick story first. A friend of mine grows yeah. herbs commercially. She she grows and sells herbs commercially, so she does a spray. And every now and then, the swallowtails get on her parsley, and she has to 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 save her crops. She has to pull them off, and she said they smell like parsley because they've been eating parsley. She said now you can't eat parsley because it smells like worms. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what else you got, man? Oh, I was just going to say, I read the news today, oh boy, and 4,000 holes were in Blackburn, Lancashire. Are you are you in that area? Hey, I, That's an homage uh, to my boys from uh, okay. Liverpool. Okay, now th- this this is really, really uh, odd that you should say that. I live in a village called Darwin, and it's called Blackburn with Dar- Darwin with Blackburn. We share uh, a, uh, a, a train station with Blackburn. But Blackburn's it like... Yeah, there's no holes there that I could see. <laughs> but I, I've been through there many, many times. But I mean, just literally, uh, uh, could throw you know, just it's like uh, the next city, which we, 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 next door to Blackburn. That's I, I, as soon as you said Lancashire, that that went to my mind. That's All it, right. man. So appreciate. Eat some mutton. And after 10 days, go give that queen a hug, okay? I'm a, first thing I'm going to do is go get me a meat and potato pie and a pint of good lager. See All you, man. Right. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> and oddly enough, one of the last beers I had before I left was, uh, came from Abita Springs, Louisiana. I had a uh, blackened voodoo. Anyway, let's slide up now to the Delta and talk with Bill in Greenwood. Hey, Bill, what's up, man? Oh, not too much better. Did you take your little baby possum over there, or have you let him go? No, no, I let that possum go. I just, I just kept it going until it could make it on its own, and and I'm hoping it doesn't find my my tomatoes and my my blueberries and my sweet potatoes. So, yeah, what you got going? I had one several years ago named George. I found him like that little baby, and yep. raised him. Let him go. He came back with his with his little wife and uh, with his babies and. I enjoyed seeing him for a good while, but uh, yeah, uh, I let I let Pogo go about a year ago. What's what's up this morning? Okay, I bought this plant at Walmart. It looks real tall and scraggly like a weed, but it's got sort of grayish flowers and it's got little purple flowers all over it. It's real pretty, but as soon as I brought it home, it 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 just started to dry up, and I give it some water, and it's looking worse. And uh, they neglected at Walmart, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Do you have any ideas what I can do to save it? Uh, well, well, uh, 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 a couple of things. This is just general because without knowing what plant it is, I don't know if there's something weird about it. But in general, uh, the big box stores, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, they get their, their plants from big wholesale growers who grow them in a potting soil that's designed for production. They get watered every day. They get fertilized lightly. And they're in perfect growing conditions and by the time they get shipped to the retail stores and by the time they get to your house they probably dried out a time or two which gives some root damage so almost always there's a transition when you get a plant at a big box store and bring it home because they haven't gotten the the high maintenance the greenhouse and a regular watering a lot of times your potting soil dries out more quickly in a home garden setting than they would in a commercial grower setting. So, you, depending on what the plant is, you need you might want to think about repotting it so it's in a little bit better potting soil that doesn't dry out as fast. Production potting soil is is uh, is for rapid growth and it doesn't really translate for low maintenance at home. Well, it, and, starts uh, and, the, it starts with the R. I think it's called a ruella or something like that. Oh yeah 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 ruella. They call that Mexican petunia. 
He's got long, skinny yeah. leaves. Yeah, yeah. Make, uh, that that plant. You pull it out of the pot and put in some dirt. It will. It'll. It'll. You won't be able to put your arms around it by the end of this summer. It grows really, really well in dirt. Anything grows in Mexico, that'll be tough. Okay, well, it's, it, it's, it's just called it. It's also native to, to Texas. It's one of the few things that Texans weren't able to rebrand as Texas. But uh, anyway, you can also prune it, uh, and that'll take the, and it'll quickly sprout out with real strong, healthy new growth, and then the parts you cut off root in water. So I go ahead and put it in the ground, cut it back a little bit, root to cuttings, and jump back because it, 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 it doesn't spread by fast runners, but the clump gets bigger every year. Yeah, well, get you some fish and chips. You like them over there in England? Are they good? Of course, course I do. Of course I do. And all it is <laughs> is fried fried fish with 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 French fries. So anyway, uh, it used to be cheap when my daddy was over there in World War Two. You know. Yeah. Like well, <laughs> when I was a kid in the Delta, Coca Colas were six cents a piece too. <laughs> anyway, gotta go, man. Good to hear from you, Bill. All right. Okay, now let's slide up to Tupelo. Rosie, what's going on with you? Are you getting any rain this weekend? Hopefully, hopefully a little bit. How are, how are you all doing this morning? I'm doing fine. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? Not much. This is the highlight of my week, by the way. I, I love you all so much. Um, but <laughs> Thanks for being part of it. <laughs> um, but I'm calling. I got two questions. One is... When I moved into the house that I'm living in, there was a bush there. And last season, I, I just kind of trimmed it indiscriminately with uh, caution yeah. to the wind. And this year, it bloomed, and it was beautiful. I had never seen it before. I looked it up, and it was mock orange, which I've heard you talk about before. Yeah. And it's a beautiful bush, um, and it bloomed great this year. Um, but now that I know what it is, <laughs> I want to actually do the proper thing for it. And I, I saw that uh, you're supposed to prune it, I guess, in, in early summer. So is it too late for me to prune it? Should I wait? Yeah, well, well, first of all, let's back up. It doesn't need you to do anything. It's doing stuff on its own. So, so don't right. worry about what you're not doing. Uh, and also, a lot of people call it uh, English dogwood. Right. So if, you, if somebody says, that's not a mock orange, it's a ding, English dog, which is cocky, I say, yeah, whatever. They're the same plant. <laughs> and and here's, here's the deal with any spring blooming plant. They have to have time in the late summer and fall to set flower buds before winter. And uh, so if you cut it back much past around the 1st of July, the new growth will come out, may not have quite enough time. So any time from when it gets through blooming up until the middle of July or so is fine. But now what right. you might want to do, if you cut it back now, keep in mind, uh, Rosie, that wherever you cut it, the new growth comes out right there. So maybe leave right. some tall, come cut some medium, and some of the outer ones low so it'll be nice and full. Okay. Yeah, perfect. And, I'll experiment a little bit. Yeah. And then next year, when it gets through blooming, if you want to prune it back then, keep in mind, the more often you cut it, the more stems it's going to have, the more flowers next year. Uh, so yeah. uh, it's a little bit late for doing that. So let's just cut it back to different heights this year. And then next year, if you want to tip prune what grew this year, you'll have even more flowers the following year. Perfect. That's it's exactly a, what I was looking for. Thank you. It's, and a, then it's, a, one, it's a great plan. Okay. One, one more quick question. So my, my grass at my house uh, is mostly just clover, which is what I want, clover and, yep. and dandelion. Um, yep. But I would, I would like to plant some other 
native plants like that that attract bees that will take over the grass. Um, what, what, do you have any suggestions for that? Well, it, this is an excellent question. In my, my last book about uh, uh, on my next last book on slow gardening, and then my last one on determined independent garden addresses what we call the meadow lawn, which is what you're yes. talking about. And a lot exactly. of people say they'll say they define a lawn as all one kind of grass, and that's a fairly modern concept. So what you have is a meadow lawn, and I actually have a list of about a dozen or so plants that grow really well because they grow low. You know, they don't need mowing that often. They got exactly. textures. And uh, most of them are going to be in the, the the late winter and spring, you know, like dandelion, which, which are pretty good. But things like, like violets and uh, – uh, anyway, I've got a whole list of stuff, uh, to, and I'm just drawing a blank right now. Well, that's uh, fine. I'll but, grab that book, so – yeah, well, no, no, no. It, 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 I can give you specific. Shoot me an email. Go to my blog, blog, and uh, shoot me an email. I'll send you the, the little article I wrote that was that was running the Tupelo paper uh, way, way back, back in the spring. But there's one in particular I want to mention. It's called Starflower. It starts with an I-P-H. It's a okay. little bulb called Ipheon. It is the sweetest little thing, and once you plant it, it never gets more than three or four inches tall, four or five inches tall at the most. It has the prettiest little sky blue flowers in the springtime, and it just it looks like grass when it's not blooming. It's a terrific plant. And my great grandmother's where I got mine, but Ipheon, IPH, or Starflower. It's a cool little thing. You'll have to order some of those plants this fall, but once you get them started, Rosie, they'll, they won't take over but they'll compete well with the clover. Yeah, that's perfect, because the clover took over everything. So I Which, took over the it, dead nettle and everything. So I would yeah. like just a little variation, but... Yeah, well, that, that's the whole idea. And there's a handful of other plants you could put out there, but we want to keep things that, that the neighbors don't think you're simply not taking care of your yard. You want it to look like... I, I would like to see us come up with a meadow of the lawn sign for people like the Yard <laughs> of the Month. You know, they got Yard of the Month yes. with certain well certain criteria for Meadow Lawn of the Month. Well, I think my neighbors already think that I'm the the crazy one with all the plants, so it's too Listen, too far here, gone for that. <laughs> here, here's a way to deal with that. Uh, we're gonna have to take a break real quick, but let me throw this out. Go online to the uh, National Wildlife Federation nwf dot org. Mm-hmm. They got a little form you can fill out. As long as you got a water garden or, or a bird bath or something, some water, you can get a sign from them that says uh, 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 "Backyard Wildlife Habitat" and put it out in your yes. front yard. And it's like a badge for your neighbors. <laughs> perfect. You know, I will it, do that. It, 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 it gives that little blessing. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank y'all so much. We appreciate you, you. Thanks for being part of it, Rosie. Thank you. Okay, Now, now Felder, yeah. we were we were going to take a break. But, did I talk? Did I talk with Rosie too much? <laughs> well, we just our, our our time won't allow it to also get to our next three callers that we have on the line. We have two in Jackson and then one in uh, Bethel Springs, Tennessee, that want to okay. talk to you this morning. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you working out the details and me being a long way off. But do I sound like I'm right in the studio? No, but that's okay. okay. <laughs> Well, I get a little crackly stuff in the background. Okay, well, let's go, let's go talk to Hubert and Jackson. Good morning, Hubert. How are you, sir? I have gotten some seed of the uh, long scarlet Cincinnati radishes. All right. You, you've talked about. What, yeah. Can I plant those now? What, what's your advice? 
It's it's a little early. Radishes grow better in cool weather. I'd wait till August and plant some of them then, and plant some more in September because from when you plant to when you pull them is going to be uh, not much more than a month. So they grow quick. They just don't like really really hot weather. And uh, those seeds are so small. Be sure you plant them real thin so each one has its own elbow room. Mighty fine. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Now let's go to Barry and Jackson. What's up, Barry? Hey, good morning, Felder. This is your buddy Barry White from Fondren. How are you? Yeah, hi. Good to see you. Good to hear from you, man. How's that yard of yours? you got a new raised bed along your, your neighbor's fence, don't you? Yeah, that's right. So uh, oh. I, I appreciate you've been by to do an assessment. So everything's yeah. going pretty gangbusters. Uh, cool. I do have a question. Um, we've got a couple of magnolia trees that you've seen about uh, 70 years old, and they've developed a pretty serious case of magnolia scale. One of them has, yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah. so I just wanted to get some, you know, what you thought about treatment options because it's, uh, you know, it's it's been it's it's taken a toll yeah. on the tree. Yeah, there, there's really only one viable treatment, and that's to use the soil drenches, which are, you know, they're not that toxic for people and pets and stuff like that, but they're pretty rough on pollinators. But the, right. your, your tree's not blooming anymore. But that's the only real effective way is to put the stuff you pour under the outer spread of the branches, you know, where the, the feeder roots are, really mm-hmm. soak it in and it gets sucked up in the tree and then whatever bites it uh, gets poisoned. That's the only, the stuff they're selling for crepe myrtle bark scale will work mm-hmm. on on this scale on the, your your magnolias too it's getting kind of late though i need to you need to go in and put it in as soon as you can because springtime is better for for putting it out okay it's called so- soil drenches well it's it, it is it is a so you mix it with water and you pour it on the soil but it's called what whatever they're selling for crepe myrtle bark scale will work for this too it's a systemic insecticide gets soaked up through roots and then got to move up into the plant and that usually yeah. takes a little while Okay, great. Well, thank you, sir. All right, man. Hug your kids. See you, guys. Right. I'll do it. Take care. Bye, bye. Okay, Java. Who was it? You said we had uh, in ten- was it Tennessee? Yes, sir. We have Dave in uh, Bethel Springs, Tennessee. Our last caller. Good morning, Dave. How you doing, man? All right, sir. I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I'm, you, I'm you. trying to trying to get rid of an algae called Gnostic. N O S T O C. And everything I can do to it doesn't do anything but make it worse. I've tried everything I can imagine. I've tried gasoline. I've tried diesel fuel. I've tried weed killer. I've tried salt. And I understand how it works. I don't have a drainage problem. i got excellent drainage. It's in my driveway. When you drive your car over it, it actually spreads it. It sticks yeah. to your and everything else. And I don't know what to do with it to get rid of it. I can't find anything. You can't burn it. It won't. Nothing kills it. I don't know what to do with it. Any well, you idea? know, you, usually this is it, it grows in, in in poorly drained areas where there's a lot of rain. You already know that, right? Uh, so, so water and actually, if you you know if you fertilize a lot, particularly with phosphorus, you know that that's that's really bad on these. But for the most part, there's really not a good you know fungicides don't kill it. They just keep it from spreading. So, you know, in the long run, about the, the main control is cult, what we call cultural control. Just try to, to, uh, to you know, mix some sand and aerate your soil and mix some coarse sand, anything to increase the drainage, internal drainage of the soil, because uh, the sprays are temporary at best. So, um, again, this, it's just what... Yeah, this is a driveway situation. I'm not... It's not a planted oh, yeah. place at all. This is a gravel driveway. 
And like yeah. I said, I, I have excellent drainage. I've got six inches of drainage and probably 50 feet. And I, it just shows up yeah. when it rains. Once it rains, I got it for a day or two, and then it's gone. But it's so slimy, yeah. you can't I walk know. do anything. Oh, it's, kind of, it's, it's called witch's, one of the common names is witch's butter. <laughs> well, it's that's also a- called... It's in star jelly. There's not a good control for it. Uh, you know, if, you know, when we have hot, you know, we have warm weather and a lot of rain, it's just going to be there. There's really not a good control for it. You know, and and, and anybody tells you different is just you know pulling your strings. So you're telling me to asphalt over it or concrete over it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm you know I'm just saying you know get you get you some get you some better quality flip flops. You don't slip on it. It's, well, here, 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 here's my plan. And you, if you've been online, you probably are, you know already know that not much you can do about it. But my philosophy: if you can't fix it, flee it, or fight it, flow with it, because there ain't much, you know, ain't much else you can do, man. That I can't live with that. My wife uses a cane, and if she falls, I'm going to catch ten kinds of heck over that because it's I, 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 I totally get it. But this is a case where you know nature's going to outlast y'all on this one. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I'll, I'll let you know. We'll see. I'm not going to accept that, but we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. Well, if you find somebody to sell you some better advice, you go for it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not doubting your advice one bit. I'm not doubting that at all. I'm just saying yeah. I'm not going to give up on it. I'm going to find something that will kill it one way or the other. But I well, appreciate let, your advice. Let, let, let me know what works. Well, I, that's why I called you because I know you're the expert. If you don't have a good solution, then there's probably not one. But I'm hard headed, so I'm not going to give up. Well, here you go. Good, good luck on it. Appreciate it. that's that old American can-do spirit, Java. Man, we if we can't fix it or flee it or fight it, we ain't going to flow with it. We're going to figure something else out. Flee it, fix it, flee it, fight it, flow with it, or just figure something else out. <laughs> Anyway, Job, I appreciate your help this morning. We're getting cranked off for the next couple of months, me up in uh, northern England. They've got a new botanic garden, Royal Horticulture Society, called uh, uh, Bridgewater. I'm looking forward to, to curving it once they let me out and about, get me a, some fish and chips, maybe a nice uh, dark ale. And then I'm going to head over to the new Royal Horticulture Society Botanic Garden called Bridgewater, up in the northern part of England near Manchester. I'm Horticulture Spell Rushing, me and Java Chatham. We'll see you all next week. Meanwhile, if you get a chance, take a kid to a garden center or a farmer's market and show them how do we do what best, and that is get dirty. See you all next week. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere.